Good morning, America. This is your host, Mark Undigan. I want to talk today about plug-and-play roles. And where this goes back to is, I remember years ago, and I'm from Oregon, and the Oregon Duck college football team was really on a roll years ago. And as I listened to some of the sports talk radio, and the same thing basically I think was said for the New England Patriots years ago, that is that these systems are so efficient and so well coached and with such a great supporting cast that pretty much anyone could play quarterback for these teams and they would be successful. You could pretty much just take just about anyone, and of course not your average Joe Schmo from the street, but pretty much any quarterback out there and plug them into that system and you would have a contender. And history has told us that's definitely not true. Um, people are not just interchangeable like that. And so I guess what that really caused me to ponder as well is how, yeah, I know uh, if you are in a company and leave that company, I know you're not indispensable. I realized that years ago, I had worked in the grocery store. And when I left the grocery store, everyone told me how indispensable I was. And yet the grocery store did not collapse. Uh, it still continued to stay in business and function, etc. And that there are other people that probably could do my job too, like I could do. At the same time, May I suggest to you that there's certain aspects of life that it's not so easy to find the replacement for you. And what I'm and one example would be parenting. When you bring a child into the world and you opt out on that, you're a man, you marry a woman, and or you're a woman and marry a man, and it's instead of being there in the role as mother or father, you you opt out. And yeah, maybe you're still around, but the marriage is no longer together. And maybe you're not you do not see them as much as you would otherwise. And maybe your mate remarries, but the truth of the matter is it's really not the same. Yeah, there, there's someone cleaning and cooking and, you know, doing those things. But that's not the mom you grew up with or the dad. And that's not to say that step parents are up against a insurmountable hurdle. But I guess it's meant to warn all of us that, no, if we opt out of what we're supposed to do, and what in being a spouse, we sign up for being a spouse, but at some point we opt out. We sign up for being a parent and then we flake out. The same thing is we sign up for being a Christian and we flake out. No, we're not so easily replaced in those areas. There will definitely be a gap or a hole that we left. I remember... I remember this dawning on me years ago when I was hoping to clean out my mother-in-law's house. And there were some family members that years before had, well, who had kind of flaked out. 
And as a result, a lot of the work fell upon my shoulders. There were some definitely holes and gaps in the family. And every now and then events will throw the spotlight on such gaps or holes of, you know what? There needed to be another brother-in-law. There was once. There needed to be another sister or a brother, a father, a mother. Oh, we have a gap. Yes, they opted out. Mm. And maybe it takes many people to try to fill in that gap. I think that's often true of when someone flakes out in a marriage and there are kids and the grandparents try to fill in the gap. Um, friends try to fill in the gap. Parents that have children the same age as that child, they try to fill in the gap. The local church tries to fill in that gap. And a, a stepmom or stepdad tries to fill in that gap as well. But it takes many people. It takes many people to try to fill in that void. Yes, when you die, the world will go on without you. And yes, if you decide I'm not going to remain faithful to God or to my marriage or to my kids or to my parents, etc., I'm going to kind of opt out. Yes, the world will go on. But you'll leave a hole. And it may have some very ragged edges around it. When it comes to roles, it's tempting to think we can just plug and play. In the book of Galatians chapter 3, verse 28, clearly the Bible points out that men and women stand before God on equal footing spiritually and morally. We're all one in Christ Jesus. And yet, this, that does not mean that male and female roles are interchangeable. Doesn't mean that leadership roles are interchangeable. Neither does it mean that whatever a man is authorized to do, a woman can do. Or whatever a woman is authorized to do, a man can do. No, a woman cannot be a father any more than a man can be a mother. You know, the Holy Spirit does not view, for example, the office of the eldership in the Bible as being open to women. The qualifications start with, if any man is the husband of one wife, having children that believe. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 and following, and Titus 1, verse 5 and following. Now, that also excludes single men, men that don't have wives. In order to be qualified, the elder must currently be the husband of one wife and have children that believe. And that excludes women and single men, no matter how talented they are in other areas. The same is true when it comes to being an evangelist or a public teacher of the Bible with men and women present. Holy Spirit equally made it clear that a woman was not to teach or exercise authority over a man, 1 Timothy 2, verse 9 and following. And that command is not rooted in a particular time and culture. Rather, look at the text, particularly chapter 2, 13 through 15. It's rooted in creation, just like Jesus rooted the truth about marriage, divorce, and remarriage in the created order in the first two chapters of Genesis as well. 
Matthew 19 through through 9. And things that are rooted in the created order are timeless. They are true in all cultures and at all times. They are true for all people because it goes back to Genesis. The trouble with this idea that we can just take men and women and make them interchangeable. Well, what about parents and children? Obviously, children are just as valuable in the sight of God as adults or their parents. Does that mean that a child can assume the role of the parent? If, if I can overreach and assume a role that God has not designed for me, that is, it's, that's not open for a man. That's not open for a woman. And weak men and foolish women stand by and let it happen. To the same extent, children can take over control of the home. In fact, in many homes today, the children are in charge. And then what about, what about Jesus and us? You know, the husband-wife relationship is actually paralleled to the relationship that Jesus has with the church, Ephesians 5, 22 and following. But if women can be the head in the home, if a woman can lead the family, then can we assume Jesus's position as head over all things to the church, that I can assume that as well. If all roles are interchangeable, and I can choose any role I want, then can anyone become head of the church? And on a very practical level, that's kind of exactly what's happened in the denominational world. And sadly, in too many congregations that claim to belong to Christ. That is, Jesus is no longer the head of that group. Man is, or a woman is, or both. In a sense, before a woman can grasp the office of overseer, she must first have replaced Jesus as the head in her mind. Jesus spoke through Paul, 1 Corinthians 14, 37. Paul gave the qualifications, but she disagrees with them, which means she rejects Jesus as the master and having the final say. I don't agree with the passage is in effect saying, I'm the head, not Jesus. And so we need to be very careful about ever assuming that we are the final authority in our mind. But coming back to my original point, when we think, hey, so I signed up for this marriage, but I'm tired of it. I decided to have these kids, but I'm tired of that. I fought, I decided to follow Christ, but it's not working for me anymore. I'm not feeling it. And if we're tempted to say, no big deal if I opt, Someone will come in and just fill the gap, take my place. That's claiming that we know it all. That's claiming we're omniscient. That's claiming we're the head. And that's also claiming that we're the final authority. You occupy a very important role. People depend on you. You're a living, if you're a Christian, you're a living stone in a spiritual temple. 1 Peter chapter 2. But if a living stone removes itself, often other stones fall with it. My mother-in-law, who has passed on now years ago, said something very wise. No one is faithful alone, and no one is unfaithful alone. Until next time, this is your host, Mark Dunnigan, for The Daily Answer. See you in the funny papers.